Happy Friday, everyone. What up, guys? What's up, Eli? What's going on, dude? Everything, bro. It's Friday morning. We're doing well, early podcast. Early podcast. We're just yeah. up and early. We're up on Adam. That's getting right, after man. it. Got a long day. Got a lot of work to do, which is awesome. Always a good thing. Yep, um, yep. I'm still trying to figure out my intro to that song. You know, like the last one that we had, it was a way to like, hey. Not like, we'll get it. no, no, we'll that was it. bad. Yeah, hey. we'll get it. It was like, <laughs> hey, happy Friday. Now, this song is so cool. It's good to mix it's it just, up. It's just, it's way off of my yeah. cool scale. I don't yeah. know where to like, hey. <laughs> I can't go anywhere with it. But it's a cool song. Yeah, We're going to keep it. Good. I'm going to do my best and um and we're going to figure it out, man. But cool cool uh podcast today. We're going to credit yeah. you in case and some of you don't like it. That's how well, I, I don't know. You, that's you, my you started sparking this thought in me today. Oh, well, first boy. of all, welcome <laughs> welcome to the Day 1 Dollar Zero podcast, guys. Um before we jumped into it, we were just looking and we saw we have uh, 18 ratings on iTunes, so super grateful for that, guys. I think last time we checked that we were at like 5. So super appreciate that. That helps us a ton. And there's one motherfucker out there that gave us a two star. We're about to go track that. I dude know down who it is. Our whole weekend just got busy, man. <laughs> Gavin, if I don't call him for a couple of days, I think I get a two yeah. star. <laughs> yeah, I know who it is. Oh, uh, but yeah, what are we talking about today, man? We're we're gonna talk about auditing your life, um, professionally and personally. I don't want to go like super long into that. I know we've had some really long podcasts in the past. I do like those um, when it's needed. But I think, man, on a Friday. Um, Plus this topic, I think it's like, look, man, this is a very cut and dry, you know, opinionated from our lens perspective on, hey, like, are you checking your shit? And it's not even just, man, you're right, Will, I'm not waking up on time. I can wake up earlier. <clears throat> it's not even that. I would say it's more for people that might be at that intermediate level. Like you're mm -hmm. like, you've got, you know, you got some things working for you and you're doing some good stuff, but then. You know, you put your head, you, you've got your head back down in the dirt and you're not really taking any moments to come up and just really just, I guess, ask yourself like, hey, I'm doing good. But is the energy like is where I'm putting my energy in the right place? Personal yeah. relationships, right? Friendships, all that good stuff. And then, um, you know, professionally. And this I think this is also when it gets most hard, man. When you're when you're a bag of ass, and we've all been there. When you're a bag of ass. Yeah, man. Getting up on time getting to the gym, just getting to work on time or just making the damn phone calls you said you'd make. Yeah, that that's a big deal. And man, I'm not even knocking that because I think we've all been there where you hit a low and yeah, I took a shower today. Mm -hmm. Hey, <laughs> good. Right, hey, right, right. You know, and there's nothing, there's nothing a lot. I mean, I'm making it lighthearted, but again, I think we're past that with this podcast, mm -hmm. right? Like I think where it gets a little dangerous for all of us is, hey, you start making some money or you do start having some momentum, but you fail to adjust to that next level because you kind of get stuck putting your energy and your time and your focus into the redundancy Just where it's always gone. Yeah. And it becomes like that carousel versus like, hey, how am I going to like reach that next level? And, and a good point I want to leave you with, because I know you're going to talk mm -hmm. about this as well, but, um, you know, like an, an interesting correlation to that is a lot of companies. So Mark Zuckerberg's, there's a lot of rare ones, you know, there's a couple of rare ones out there, but primarily, man, when you're looking at companies and I was talking to, you know, Kate's father about this and, and Kate, and it's an interesting take when I was talking to him about business, um, 
CEOs of companies, they come and go. And it's not even always a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. there, and he, you know, explains that there's CEOs that can get a company to 5 million, but then there's another CEO that's going to get them from five to 50. Mm-hmm. And there's another that's going to get them from 50 to 300. And there's another guy that's going to get him from 300 to the next incremental. Now there's a couple of rare guys where they're just a CEO, uh, you know, and, and they're going to take it to the top, the Elon Musk's, the Mark Zuckerberg's, Bezos, regardless of what yeah. you think of them or their tactics. I don't care. I, I don't know enough about them to really go there. Again, I'm a moron. Right. But, there is a lot of validity to that. And like um, speaking with her father, man, he owned a real, a significantly large company in DTC and he talked about it, but it's very interesting of like, yeah, Hey, look, some people are really good with startups to that first 10 million. Right. And then other guys, like when a company's there, like their, their resources, the way that they just process business and, and put energy into something like they're really good at getting it to a hundred million. And it's not always the same guy and it's not a bad thing, right? Like some people are just way better off in this phase and, and they, and they stay there Unfortunately for us, this is our life. You're you are your own person. There is no switching CEOs. Okay. But you constantly have to maybe like not constantly. That's the wrong word. Let me not get too wordy today. You you know, you definitely have to pay attention to auditing yourself mm-hmm. and if you can't change who you are, you can change who's around you. But you've got to just process where your energy is going and am I putting it all into the right places or not, you know? Right. So, or I guess just like find a way to level up and just be a new, you, Adjust. you got to be the new CEO. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's the answer there, dude. And I'm like, the question you got to ask yourself, kind of like what you said earlier is you've got to for, and this is for relationships, for hobbies, for your, your daily habits and patterns. In addition to your job or your business um, and your, the way that you treat other people, like the, the way that you talk to your children, the way that you talk to your employees or colleagues, you've got to do this audit and ask yourself, am what I, am what I getting, I'm getting out of this better than what I'm putting into it. And, and you've got to look and just take that second and think, or not a second. I mean, take some mushrooms and go on a retreat. It takes a little bit. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. But, uh, but you got to ask yourself, are, are the actions that I'm taking and the things that I'm doing, is it worth it? What's on the outside of it? You know, and if you're going to the gym and you're doing the same shit every single day, they, are you changing? Are, what is there something you need to change with that? Do you need to try something different? Well, and here's the deal, man. Like with the gym's a great example. You are going to have to change some things about the gym, mm-hmm. but it's not negative. You're going to hit a certain level of Just conditioning, a, yeah. a certain level of strength. If you're going in there, doing the same thing every single day, day in and day out, your body adapts to that and, and you're going to plateau and you're not mm-hmm. going to be, it, you're, you're not going to continue shit, right? the progression. So same thing in business, right? So, and let's use an example. Like we, we do real estate. So a great example is if like, Hey, let's say you're a lone ranger. Let's say you're, you're a lone, a lone agent. What does that look like? Do you need, you know, Hey, are you, are you learning enough? Are you, are you around enough resources? Are, you know, if being brand new, just the basics, it's, that's enough to take in and you mm-hmm. don't need to be on a team because you just got to get out of your own head for a minute. Mm-hmm. And just apply some of the basics that you're learning, but then you start applying those and you're decent. Then, hey, would being on a team and being around other people, maybe giving up a little bit of your cut, be beneficial because you're going to get more volume because you're going to go learn something. Okay. And I'm right. not saying join a team, not saying that at all. Just as an example, because I, I like giving direct examples, as well as, you know, so we're not just hypotheticals here, but should you join a team? What team? And then, hey, what are you learning from that team? What are you taking away from that team? And cool, is there a point where you've got to branch off and go away from that team? Can you go back out on your own because you've leveled up, you know, you've learned a ton more. You're a lot more proficient. Someone's held you to a standard. Someone's helped you be consistent. Now you've got enough to take away from that and then go be independent again. Cool. And then you start crushing that independency again, right? Hey, awesome. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, do you start making your own team? 
I don't know. Right. Well, Will, I don't want to. I don't want to be a team owner. Like, I don't want to this and that. Okay. Hey, cool. But like, well, let's just dive into like, what does a team look like? It can look like whatever the fuck you want, right? Yep. So, yep. A team could be maybe you have one other agent that you just have, you know, that does their own thing. That that's proficient. But you're like, hey, you know, like if I've got some deals, I'm gonna throw them your way. If I'm busy and vice versa, or I, there's a lot of little partnerships. I guess you could call them partnerships that are like that. Or do you need to bring in a transaction coordinator mm-hmm. to save you time? Mm-hmm. I mean, or do you need somebody for your marketing because you're starting to scale where you're like, man, like for example, for us or for me, I talk a lot, right? <laughs> you know, it's all the years I could not talk in the record. Yeah, that right? is, man. Um, well, when I was an instructor, I talked words. a lot. Yeah, yeah, but it's like at some point, should I be doing an MLS checklist? Right. Probably not. Maybe. Depends on the client. Yeah. Some people just want to see your face and other stuff. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go through the house, but should I be the one taking all of that stuff and then putting it into the computer. Data entry. Right. right. Or are there some people that are already in the office that are really good at that, that they could put that on their checklist and get paid for it. Yeah. And then you're back out just doing what you're good at as far as yeah. finding clients, talking to consultants, consulting clients. We had a client yesterday, um, you know, and we didn't like inspection, right? There's some things with zoning we weren't quite comfortable with. And, and he's a super nice guy buying an investment property. Super nice guy. Nice to the point where he'd almost buy out of guilt. Yep. He just loves us, right? And we've, now, been, we've been looking for a while. Looking and for a while. Yeah, went through a handful one. of yep. them, right? Yep. And um, and all good. Now, there's just some things that he just was uneasy about. But instead of just like emailing him or texting him or having somebody else talk to him because we're busy. No, no, no. I'm not too busy doing an MLS checklist. I'm not too busy, you know, taking photos of a house. No. Like my time is spent with clients interacting, either finding them properties or face-to-face interacting with them, working through it. So we felt that. And you're like, hey, Will, what do you think? I think, man, I just think he's this. And Will, what's your opinion? I go, dude, let's take his ass to lunch, man. Like, yep. hey, that guy's awesome. We love that guy. Yeah. Right? And then we take him to lunch. And he's like sitting there saying the same thing you were saying. Oh, man, I was going to call relieved, you. Bro. Oh, crap. I was going to call you. That lunch was so important to just. And sometimes, guys, a text is more than okay. Sometimes an email is more than okay. Sometimes a phone call to just get a little bit of emotion, you know, out there and making sure that you're articulating and they're, and they're interpreting you appropriately. Sometimes that's needed. Sometimes sitting down in person and having a good laugh and going over it and it's okay. And just reiterating that they're a priority and that it's okay if we see a hundred, if, if that's what it takes. Right. But just having that, the atmospherics with that, some good food and some good conversation, Reeling him back in, getting him back, you know, in the direction that he needs to be dialing in what he's really looking for since this turned out to be not what he was looking for. So tightening a couple of bolts. So the next time we get out there, we're, we're very, very specific mm-hmm. with what we want. That's what we should be doing. I should not be behind a desk just doing some things. Am I proficient at it? Yeah, man. I had to do that all on my own. For Dude, cop work, contract, or not contracts, but just writing reports and stuff as a cop. Dude, it's tedious. Well, and that, I'm fine it, at it. That ties into auditing the way that you treat people, the way you interact with people and just your, again, your own habits that just like personally you've fallen back on. And that's one thing that I noticed prior to meeting you, I was aware of it. I'm just like, man, like I'm super focused on being efficient and super focused on that's like the wrong word. Just, well, hold on being efficient in my mind, I'm not going to hold on. Right. <laughs> being efficient in my mind as that's far the as wrong like, word. It, okay. Like a, uh, uh, in person obviously takes longer than doing this. I was incorrect. There you right? go. I was incorrect. I was focused on being efficient. What I no, thought no. was efficient. What you thought was efficient. Correct. There we go. What I thought was efficient. And, and a lot of people, oop, my hands in your, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> You're good. And what people think is efficient. Sometimes we, sometimes we interpret efficiency as in saving the most time. Correct. Yeah. And then you end up losing a client or they're not yep. comfortable with you. So was that efficient? So, or taking more time for that same client. Yeah. The bottom line is 
efficiency is not one dimensional. Mm -hmm. It's not just time. Efficiency has a lot of different things. It's literally going from A to B as quickly as you can. Yes. But I promise you, just shaving time every time you you interact with this person, trying to shave time. No, sometimes it's quicker. I'm not... There are some things that don't need the in-person conversation, but when those are needed, you got a lot for that time. And when you start feeling that and you understand how to take care of clients, what you start noticing is everything is time, right? So if I need that with a client, but I'm, oh, but I've got to put this in the computer and, mm-hmm. oh, I got to, I got to schedule these other showings. Like, well, you don't have time to spend. You're not servicing your clients appropriately if you don't have enough time. So right. where you need to get efficient in the time management that you're talking about is maybe shaving time off of other stuff to allot some credit for there. Or, exactly. hey, here's the deal. Let's just be real. You and I were going to film yesterday, yep. y- yesterday afternoon. We had two videos that we were going to film and put it through our social media. We're going to do them today or tomorrow. All good because a client takes priority. So this is where we talk about things constantly evolving, right? Like a battlefield. Your battlefield of business, it's constantly evolving and your target priorities are constantly moving, right? They're like, they're. it's never, it's never predictable. And sometimes you're just going to have to call a shot and go, hey man, we're not videoing today. Let's get down to Tim and let's do this. What's important, we have a, a partner that they see that, they understand the value, yes, they see yeah. that, you know, because, yeah, man, we were going to video. And being more efficient would be, oh, let's just throw him a phone call mm-hmm. and then we'll send him another search and, hey, we're still going to get our videos done. Yep, and then Tim is still in the dark, still uncomfortable, and we still haven't dialed him in, so we're going to take twice as long finding 100%. him something and go through more falling out of contracts. 100%. Hey, no, but we're not being, and, in the long run, we're not being more efficient. Right. Let's cut these videos. We're not doing them. And I think a lot of times, man, people have a hard time with that constant treadmill, right? The constant incoming traffic and, and constant reprioritization. Making adjustments of their day. on the fly. Yeah, because you, yeah. you got your time block, right? You got your calendar, and it's awesome, right? And then things start happening, mm-hmm. and you're, you're not sure how to prioritize certain circumstances or individuals and just know, like, hey, sometimes you're going to wipe that shit right off your calendar, and it's yep. just it's going to come back another day. And then that's okay. You got to understand how to do that. But the bottom line is, it's all a part of auditing your life. What matters? Well, Tim fucking matters. Yeah. And you have to have these these um, these hard-drawn lines. Like for us, nothing comes before a client. Not mm. social media, not a podcast, not content for social media or a podcast. Nothing. No, hey, if they're, and I'm not talking about someone that's jerking your chain and they're not a real client and they're just wasting your time. No, I'm talking about real good clients who are investing their, their money on investment properties or a personal mm-hmm. property for their family. You, you know, I'm not saying be at their beck and call. No, no. You got to schedule things out with them. You got to set them up for success. You don't need to go see one house every day. No, you should be seeing a handful. Mm-hmm. Not, so we're not going to get stuck in the weeds on that. What I'm getting at is ideologically for us, our lifeline is clients. It feeds my family, right? It feeds your family. It's our reputation on the line. Nothing comes before that. So when you and I have things that evolve or something pops up last minute and, and Tim is not as quite as happy as we thought he might have been and some things are kind of coming through, all else stops. But when you understand how to prioritize and what you stand for, it's very simple to wipe video off. Now, the important part is you got to make sure that, that comes back on your calendar right. and you still get your shit done. You can't get in the habit right. of just always doing this because clients have you running in circles. I don't mean be your client's bitch. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand how to, how to have priorities and what matters and, and stick to that. Right. Yep. Yep. Now, let's talk a little bit about, if we could, auditing behaviors. I know you and I, dude, we've done a ton of growth over the past couple of years. I know the Eli that worked for me 
10 years ago is not the Eli that I need to work for me now, right? So I've got to grow. I've got to make changes. i got to be aware of the changes I need to make. You and I have both made a lot of growth with each other over the past two years. But I, I feel like a lot of people out there, they're the same person they were three years ago and three years before that and three years before that. Um, how do you go about recognizing how maybe something that served you in the past maybe not doesn't serve you now? Behavior-wise. Behavior, behavior or? Yeah, behaviors, communication, like just you. Oh, well, this is just where you've got to be self-aware. Like, like, let's talk about assertiveness, aggressiveness, raising your voice, um, and, and that, right? That's needed sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not that all the time. As I've realized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not that all the time, right? Full disclosure. Yeah. I'm not like that all the time, but I have been like that before. But I've got to have self-awareness of, of every individual I have a relationship with. I've got like a counter. Like, you know how you go to the gym? And you're doing back that day. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you just remember what weights you use or where you should be going with back now. Yeah, yeah. Ah, last week, I was saying you don't need to write it down anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like that with people. I literally have a checklist in my head that keeps track of like any times, anytime I had to like call someone out, mm-hmm. even politely, just address something. And more importantly, I've got these little red tallies above that. And that's like, was I assertive? Were they, did they get a written reprimand? Did I have mm-hmm. to raise my voice a little bit and, and get attention, mm-hmm. even to a friend? Mm-hmm. And then you just have to have some self-awareness of understanding. Those are great tools at times. They are. But those tools are limited. You cannot pull those out all the time. That Right? That's a big, blunt, blunt yeah, tool. Big, yeah, big sledgehammer. You, you keep bringing it out, man. You're, you're yep. going to wear that person out. And you, you just look one-dimensional. You shouldn't, have it, you shouldn't be having to do that anyway. Um, but if you feel like, Will... That's the only way someone responds like that's dangerous because every, and we talk, we, we talk about the cycle of violence, you know, as police officers and what that cycle of violence looks like in relationships. Or even, even worse with that, I think is that person that's like not realizing, oh, that's the only way they respond, but I can't help but not be like that. Yeah. I think that's even worse is that person well, that. man, and I don't know how to help you there. Yeah. Cause I've had so many great leaders that, you know, like we talk about Tosh, remember when JT was here? And he's like, wait, you talk to who? <laughs> that guy lives here. Wait, that guy's your boy? Yeah. Hey, wait, he's in the same state as us right now? Oh, hell no. He's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's not kidding. Yeah. Like, he's kidding, but he's not kidding. You know, like, Tosh is a is an extremely dynamic it's a good word force. For yeah, it's a good word for it. Captain Sacchetti, Captain Cook, very similar, as in, like, man, you've never seen such uh, assertiveness, directness, uh, command presence when needed, but then at the same time, when it wasn't needed, it wasn't there. So it's kind of. But like, they also didn't. They never had a time where they were just patting you on the ass. But I think it just boils down to self awareness, right? So the benefit that I had is as I was growing as a leader, dude. I had a lot of incredible leaders in front of me that I could that I could pull from. Okay. Now I think subconsciously I just constantly would look for that. I think that's just mm-hmm. a natural leader in me. As I as I think I am just a leader. That's that's one of the things that just calls me. And I, and I enjoy the, what, you know, the, the, the honor behind that and actually making people better. And because of that, I've always seeked qualities from good, you know, from, from good leaders. And I got to see how dynamic they used different tools. Mm -hmm. And then now I, you know, now that I'm out, believe it or not, man, I think more about the Marine Corps and more about police work now that I'm out Mm -hmm. than when I was in, because I'm constantly reflecting back of like what worked, what didn't work. Why was it working? And I apply it to now. That's the thing right there. I think what I see in you is you look at the outcome 
and you analyze yeah. the outcome. So if you guys find yourself, you to know, the that, best of my ability that you, yeah, using this, you know, analogy of just raising your voice to people and that's just how you react. You've got to look at how, what the outcome is and audit it. Is that working for me? Is that working in the situation? And you got to be prepared, right? So I don't control the outcome. I can analyze it in my head. I'll tell you this much. If I raise my voice at someone, I have to understand that this could be too intense, too confrontational, too much honesty at one time mm -hmm. where someone might walk out. Correct? Your mm -hmm. wife, your mm -hmm. girlfriend, an employee. Yeah, there could be a, a drastic, so, terrible outcome. With that being said, I have to be okay with that result because right. I, I don't know the outcome. I can right. go, look, what are my outcomes? This wakes, this wakes them up and I get their attention. They understand how passionate I am for them, but at the same time, we're not playing around. Mm -hmm. Okay. It could do nothing, but they say a lot of nice things. And that's the common people tend to like really apologize and say, and they know every area they need to fix in themselves. And they say those things to get out of that confrontation, but then nothing changes, you know, something changes, right? Cool. These are the outcomes. You don't know which one's going to happen, but you got to be prepared for all. And the worst one is someone says, Hey man, I don't like that style. Like that's just not for me in real estate, man. I'm off to, I'm out of here. Terminate my contract with the team done. Yep. Okay. And I'm, it's not that I want you to do that. It's that I have to understand if I have to go this far to get my point across to you because of your inadequ your inadequacy or, or whatever you're doing, that's that I feel makes me rape to speak like this. I'm prepared for all of them. I hope it's this one, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'm prepared for all of them. So I hope it's the, the, you make a change, but I'm prepared for if you walk out and then the neutral side is I'm also paying attention. If you tell me these nice things, and how, how you need to fix yourself. And, oh, man, I appreciate it. I'm not getting fooled by that. You're not pulling the sheets over my head. I had If I had to raise my voice, and it's not even just raising my voice. If I had to give you a written reprimand or something like that, and it's just not a fun conversation, yeah. I don't care how nice you are in that conversation. I got to remember that what got us here in the first place, a lot of repetitiveness toward not good action. Mm -hmm. So just because you say some things to me right now, I appreciate them. But I'm not, I'm not taking it at face value. I'm going to pay attention. And then if I got to keep having these conversations, I'm not going to continue to yell. I'm not going to continue to write you up. I'm not going to continue to write warnings. I'm just going to go, hey, listen, I'm not the best leader for you. And that will throw people. And we, by the way, we don't fire. We haven't fired anyone. Like we've, we've gotten rid of two or three people in our existence of the team, which in real estate is phenomenal, yeah. right? But I will always take the blame, right? And it's like, hey, listen, we're going to move on. This this isn't the best situation. I know we've had a lot of conversations. We've had a couple write-ups. The bottom line is I'm not the best leader for you. Eli and I are not the best leader for you because whatever tool I've got to try to make you better, to get your attention, hey, listen, I fully believe in our product and that we do a great job. And I fully believe that if you embrace what we're teaching and if you dive all in and you commit to our process, you're going to be successful. Where we have failed is I can't get you to understand that because you haven't gone in all the way. Mm-hmm. You haven't committed. You haven't applied yourself with what we're teaching, which is in my fault. But I'm not going to continue to sit here and waste my time or waste your time and, and keep trying to close that gap when we've gotten this far. Hey, we're going to move in a different direction. Yep. But yep. it's hey, but I still I still take that that credit of like, man, I just wasn't the leader for you. Mm -hmm. And I I wholeheartedly believe, man, personality conflicts, um, things in your personal life, and you're not prepared for a real leader that's going to hold you accountable to what you've asked. Here's what's the funnest part about being a leader, like with our team, we're holding you accountable for what you asked. <laughs> yep. We go over goals and what yep. you want to achieve. And then we start figuring out where you got to put your work to, to achieve these. And then you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to hold you accountable to what you wanted for yourself, not what I'm trying right. to make out of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but again, I do believe that sometimes it's just not the right time in your life. Maybe I'm the right leader for you at the wrong time. Yeah. Five years from now or something. Maybe it's, the, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Right. But wholeheartedly, I understand we're just not going to continue to, to go down this path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, and you've got to have a point where it's like breaking point. So I think the big thing you can take away from this is whatever your system is, you know, um, diet, personalities, business, whatever, have some sort of system where you're kind of like just tracking shit, whether it's in your head, like you, like you mentioned, you're kind of tracking how many times you're having these conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm and do you tra- know why it's so easy not to cut you why off. Why it's so easy to have to like keep track of that in my head. Cause if I got to have more than a couple, yeah, I'm going to start talking to myself like, Hey, yeah. why, why am I still like, I have, I have a friend, man, who, who was going through some, some addiction and, and some different stuff and not to the level of like medically needing help, at least from what I saw, mm-hmm. just being lazy and just recreationally overusing. That's just how I'm going to say that. And he kept calling my mom for money. Oh yeah. And I go, Hey man, that's not, that's not your mom. That's my mom. Secondly, my mom's doing all she can for, for, you know, her husband and her family. Like you taking money. And my mom is the nicest lady. She'll give you what she has mm-hmm. all the time. And that's why people like that call her. Mm-hmm. So I got to step in. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't raise my voice at him. He was a friend of mine, you know, and I, you know, but I'm like, Hey man, so this never happens again. But then it was like, Hey, I'm also your boy. Why aren't you talking to me when he, I know why he doesn't talk to me because we're going to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of forced him to have that conversation with me. And he's like, dude, I'm sorry. It's for this. And I go, it's not for drugs. And he's like, no man. Like, honestly, like I got I got, he's got two daughters, you know, I got to feed my kids and this. And I go, cool, man. Like, what do you need? Well, dude, just groceries and this and that and that. And it's cool, man. Hey, listen, Meet me at the store. I'll buy you groceries. I'm not giving you cash. Mm-hmm. I'll buy you groceries. If that's what you need, mm-hmm. I'll get them. Guess what? Never heard from him again. No, no shit. Spent 400 bucks, bought everything under the sun that I could. Yep. Never heard from him again. Yep. He doesn't bother my mom. Yeah, so yeah. my point got proven of like, look, man, I'm going to hold you accountable. If this is what you need, I'm going to help you out and get yeah. it for you. Yeah. You know, but that was probably the third conversation I had with him. The first one was when I was back, when I was still a cop, he was asking me to to... to look into a warrant for him. And I go, dude, I can't. And he goes, why? I go, because if I look you up right now and you got a warrant, I got to come arrest you. Oh, shit. And he's like, bro. So this, and this is like, hey, guys, I signed up to be a cop. That was a not, that was not a fun conversation I had to have mm-hmm. with my friend from high school. But it's like, look, man, I signed up for this. I got to have an integrity with my badge. This isn't personal. But if you want me to use my quote unquote authority to have access to records, which you could just go look yourself up publicly anyway, but if you want me to do this on my computer as a police officer and I see your address and all this stuff and you're on the phone with me and I know you're at home, dude, I got to come hook you. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to look at my at my computer and go, hey, Will, who's this guy you looked up the other day? No. We see that he has a warrant. Where, where's the arrest Where's the arrest packet? Oh, that's my homie. I, I gave him the alert that he's got a warrant so he can get out of town. What, what are you doing, man? Like, And I told him, hey, man, I can't. So the whole grocery thing, that was like my backbreaker. I'm going to do this for him and kind of see where the change happens. Change didn't happen, but he never called me again. That's okay. But the point is, like, you shouldn't just lose count of how many times you got to, like, be that person to someone or have that conversation with that someone. It's not just, like, as a leader and your subordinates on a team. It's it's relationships, too. If you, and this is what, you know, Kate and I have always tried to, tried to do. Let's get better. If we have to continually have the same argument or the same conversation, that's hard. That's just stressful in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So if, we, if we're going to have them, that's fine. We understand that we're going to have them. But let's just get better yeah. every time. You yeah. know, so you got to have that ticking. And I promise you, man, who you're surrounding yourself is important. 
And if you are like the, the, the breadwinner or the most successful friend in your circle, not to say that in a disrespectful way, but if you're just that guy, you, it's on you to go seek Have other to. guys ahead of you that will call your shit. And it's good to just be accountable to people. It's know that you're going to put the work yeah, in. That's part of that life audit, man. 100%. Man. Yeah. 100%. And, and I think uh, it shouldn't take more than a couple things either. For me, uh, I am a little more timid. I'm not as proactive with communication, especially in my past. I do like being behind the computer a little more versus sitting down face to face with people. However, I did, as I started doing more and more real estate deals, I did notice there were a couple times to where. I missed out on a deal because I could have been more proactive. I could have followed up better. I could have communicated better. And um, what I had done, you know, as an in-person thing definitely should have been, or what I had done as a phone call definitely should in person. It took me maybe two situations like that. And I was like, ah, there's something I'm missing. I got to start changing some and things the, here. Yeah. And then the, the accountable part is, is you just got to make sure that you're turning every stone and you're doing, you're, you're doing everything that you can to be productive as far as, especially as a leader, if we're going to talk about like leadership, you have to, but even you and I growing, right? Like, and I'll kind of leave everyone with this, you know, for the day, but like you and I constantly have to figure out like, man, we're building our real estate school. We've got a team. We've got our personal clients in our sphere. We've got VA events. We've mm -hmm. got some stuff, um, some other activities. Like we have to make sure, Hey, are we cutting the fat? Right. Where, you know, is there some areas that we were putting our energy that just, that just aren't productive mm -hmm. or, or the time isn't worth the, you know, the juice isn't worth mm -hmm. the squeeze. And it's not even just a negative thing. Sometimes things have a phase or things have a chapter and then those chapters come to an end because they're just no longer the most productive pillar for you. Mm -hmm. But there's another pillar that you've now grown into that you should be adding into that, into that storyline yeah. and getting rid of one mm -hmm. because you've already exhausted Dude, this and, and, and holding on to it just for the sake of holding on to it. That's it's where it gets productive. negative. That's where oh, it yeah. gets negative. Like it oh. done at the right time, whenever you're cutting something loose, whether it's a friend, a hobby, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, something from your past, the best place to come at it is, is from just, Hey, this is just a different phase that I'm at. Like it doesn't have to be a negative. A lot of times there doesn't, you guys may be waiting for a big blow up or a big catalyst to make some big life change. And that's where it's like, if you're just regularly going through these audits of yourself, um, and, and making sure that it is still serving you the way it has in the past and that what you're getting out of whatever it is is still worth it. If you're regularly going through those, it, it's nice when you can just come to a good, sound decision of, hey, it's just time for me to move on. And I want to leave everyone with this. This will be kind of like, I guess, my last my last statement for the podcast when we get out of here. Um, you and I were talking about some of our stuff, mm -hmm. and you're kind of in a good place with some of it, and you're like, yeah, man, because – like the decision, it's not from like an emotional place, right? You know, like it's just, Hey, I'm just, it, it's just not the best idea for business anymore. It's time to move on. Like we've graduated. This was a great platform that catapulted us to the next level, Yeah, but it's time to like climb that next ladder, you know? And I like when you say that, you know, because for me, you know, I took it from Tosh a long time ago of not allowing your emotions to have majority vote. Right. So if you guys are making these decisions in life, whether it's a personal relationship, yes, emotion is involved. If you're a leader, you own a team, you own a business. Yes, your emotion connected to your business. But the decision itself should not be emotionally saturated. Right. There should be some tactics in there. There should just be some clear headedness in there that just goes, hey, this just doesn't make sense anymore. And it's not bad that it doesn't. It was here while it was here and it was great. It's time to take that next stand. So I think every time, you know, not every time, but a lot of the times when we talk about transition or change, there's like a negative mm -hmm. or something's not good enough for you anymore. It's not even that something's not good or enough you for you anymore. Something. Yeah, it's just yeah. about, hey, that leveraged me here, but now we're here. Okay, well, what's our new priority? Now that we're here at this next level, what now becomes a priority? 
what other doors have opened up mm-hmm. that need time to be tended to. Yep. And where can we pull from time to give this more time? Mm-hmm. You've only got so much time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of just, there's a lot of drag. There is. Right? There's a lot of, there's just a lot of shifting around and you constantly have to assess and just prioritize what you're doing. But when you get to a place where it's not emotionally waterlogged, you're in a good place and you're making sound decisions for your personal life and your yeah. professional life. Right. It's good, man. Happy Friday, bro. Yeah, happy Friday, man. Let's roll. Hope you guys liked it. Again, we appreciate the reviews. Um, when you guys are on iTunes, uh, if if you feel the desire to leave a review, leave one. It's awesome. Super helpful, guys. <laughs> Super helpful. We appreciate you guys watching. Um, we'll be back on Monday. We doing one Monday? Yeah, next week. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll and guys, we're, we're trying to do two a week. We've got our we've got our real estate one that we're doing. Um, that we're trying to pop in, you know, every other week or whatnot. So Real we're doing talk. those. Yep. yep. So I'm not sure if it's always every Monday, but we're trying to stick to at least getting on here twice a week the best that we can. Um, we started off doing Mondays and Fridays, but with business growing, we had to kind of shift that sometimes due to clients and having people on the podcast. Sometimes those days just don't work yeah. for them. So we're still going to try to get out twice a week uh, and give you guys plenty of content. Um, but yeah, man, I think we're, I think we're going to shoot for well, Monday. We, we appreciate you guys watching. We appreciate the comments and the engagement. Love you guys. You mean a lot. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Thank you. Out.